0: Hi everyone, welcome to the Landlord Association podcast. I'm your host George Gow. This is a podcast by the landlords and for the landlords in the greater Houston area. We'll discuss tips, strategies, techniques to help our listeners to be more educated and ultimately become more successful rental property owners and investors. Hello everyone, welcome to episode 23. Today, we have a follow-up interview with our guest from the last episode, Nagu of Riverbridge Investments, who develops residential and mixed-use projects here in Houston. She's going to give us an update on her townhome projects in Independence Heights, as well as talk about her two new projects that she has taken on in Medical Center and Conroe. We'll go over some of the financing hurdles, as well as regulatory and permanent issues that she had to overcome during this period, and give us a perspective on how local markets is doing overall. Towards the end, she's also going to give us a glimpse uh, of her personal investment ideas and philosophy for electrical vehicles and commodities, which I found very interesting. So definitely stay tuned for that. Uh, If you're interested in learning more about her or her projects, you can reach her at na, that's N-A, at riverbridgeinvestments.biz, B-I-Z. All right, without any further ado, here's my conversation with Naku. Hey, Na. Welcome back to the podcast. How are you?
1: Oh, I'm doing great. Thank you for having me again. How are you doing?
0: Great. Yeah. So, uh, you know, for me, just staying at home, spending some time with the family and, uh, you know, do my own, learning how to do uh, uh, Uber Eats and uh, doing more pickups and uh, not going out to eat. Have you, uh, how are you dealing with the pandemic so far?
1: Uh, pretty much the same. Uh, stay home, work as much as I can. Uh, but sometimes I do have to drive around to look for properties, So that's it's a, a great leeway for me to go out there and have legal excuses. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's just uh, been doing, uh, you know, working at home, uh, eating at home. My mom is here, so she's been cooking, uh, you know, at home. And wow. I'm not some takeouts, so the same as you, too.
0: Well, lucky you. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah
0: Yeah, we, we started a long time ago started ordering out and uh, you know getting sick of our own uh, home cookings already so yeah um, so for those of the listeners who didn't uh, listen to you on the last episode can you just give us a brief background on how you guys started in real estate and what, you, what your company does
1: uh, yeah sure so um, I started as a wholesaler for about 3 months so and after that, I started as uh, um, investing uh, a multi-family, and then got to know a lot of connections. And then and briefly after that, got into land development by meeting one of my original partner. That he has been in the land development business for a couple years, and uh, he um, he told me that you know why not buy a piece of dirt and build something valuable, then competing with others that. Um, to buy overpriced property, and I think that it makes a whole lot of sense. So I started to build, um, you know, um, doing land development, constru- ground up constructions with him. So that's how I got into this uh, specific uh, uh, industry. Gotcha. And yeah, and and my company is River Bridge Investments, and that's what we solely that's what we slowly focus on is uh, is ground-up construction. We do ground-up ground construction from single-family to multi-family mixed-use development.
0: Okay. So when you were doing wholesaling before, did you ever invest a, invest uh, in a couple rentals or um, hold on, do any buy and hold uh, for single-family?
1: Yeah. yeah, I still have one. I have two houses before I sold one. So I still have one house, one rental property right now. Uh, but you know as you know that during the pandemic thing that my, I, I haven't get my rent paid yeah <laughs> so um, uh, she cannot pay the rent so we'll see how next month looks like.
0: Yeah so she lost her job.
1: Yeah uh, she worked for the church I guess she um, no longer worked there during I, I'm not sure how how her work looks like but um, she uh, she's not paying the rent right now
0: right yeah i think we hear a lot of similar stories uh for single uh, properties Uh, when you get to the the b and c class maybe the a class properties are have better collections but they're definitely you know lower collections when you get to the the b's and c's uh, and single families as well so um it just depends on the situation yeah Mm -hmm. yeah but houston has i mean this is kind of um aside but houston started a program, $15 million program to help uh, tenants. I don't know if she had the opportunity to apply for that program. I know it got filled up pretty quickly on the day to open, but um, I don't know, that's something that maybe she can look into. Uh,
1: what was that program called again?
0: I think they started a housing rental assistance program for lower income families.
1: Is it called Houston Assistance Program? Yes, I, I have looked into it, but um, it, it's already no longer available. They already right. see they already exceeded their funds
0: so. right yeah yeah that, i heard that got filled up pretty quick um yeah. what made you uh, switch from a single to wholesale and single family to multi-family uh,
1: uh because uh, i see great value in investing multi-family uh you know it just uh, uh you you you're, it's basically on a whole uh, whole enough another level and also that the how the how they appraise the the multi-family is told then, how they appraise the single family. So there's a more upside value in, 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 in investing in apartment complex. And you can potentially, um, you know, make a, more returns on your capital. And as far as for management, it's just a lot easier to manage the apartment complex than managing 50 houses, right? So I see a great value upsides and, and uh, you know, see the return. And I think it makes a whole lot of sense. For me to jump into multi multifamilies
0: yeah no definitely for sure you have less roofs you know one insurance versus like you know 20 insurance for each property you can have right or two uh, maintenance guys instead of going to all the driving all the place to uh, different properties for repair and maintenance
1: so. yeah. and also yeah how they appraise the, the the multi-family is so different they appraise the on the, the uh, value of the property, the income, right, the cash flow versus the appraising uh, single family. A single family is, is really hard to uh, manipulate that because it's really based on the comps around that area. So there's not a lot of uh, uh, big jump on the uh, uh, valuation. Um, it's not, not based on the income, it's based on the comps area. So uh, it's, that's a huge difference. So that's why I like about uh, apartment complex right and when we sell we can sell at a certain cap rate but the cap rate is is based on um uh, your your value uh, the appraisal value right um so you can you can uh, certainly make a huge profit at the end right After no, absolutely
0: yeah you can yeah you can increase the rent increase on the income side or expenses on that side of the ledger or you know like you said if the market changes and the interest rate changes that um you know the cap rate can be uh, compressed so that that helps the valuation as well so definitely more
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, and also funny uh, and uh, funny that during this pandemic thing and there's going to be a lot of foreclosures coming up and then all those people is going to move into apartment apartments.
0: that's right yeah so i think that's going to be a really interesting dynamic dynamic of you know a plus tenants going to b and c and then other you know single families uh, moving to apartments as well so I, i'm really curious to see how this thing's going to play out in uh, three or four months yeah, me too.
1: yeah. <laughs> same here yeah.
0: Yeah. um do you get a chance to invest in a, any pro- multi-fam- multi-family property before you uh switched over to development side in houston area oh. or otherwise in texas I-
1: yeah I was I was looking actively and, and almost invested in one but uh, it didn't pine out so I have never so i I haven't invested in any multifamily I just went straight to lend
0: yeah no that makes sense um, you know I, I think for another discussion we can have but it's there's a lot of ways you can invest in multifamily as you know you as a general partner or as a passive investor. Um, right. You know, so there's definitely things you can look into before you start your own, <laughs> uh, multi-family property. Um, so let's get back to uh your company and what you're doing now. And before the pandemic started, you know, we had a conversation. You were telling me about some of the projects you were working on in the Independence Heights area. I think you were, know, uh, doing uh, you know, three or four lots and uh, single-family townhouses. Um, can you just give us an update how the project's going and how the uh, pandemic kind of affected the progress or on the funding side and things like that?
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, that is a great uh, question. So um, it was in January. Uh, it, well, this pandemic thing started January, uh, maybe end of January, and then February started coming to other other countries and things like that. Um, so at that moment, we were wrapping up the loan. We have already got a Appraisal come back on the on the on the uh, appraise the, the, the value of a finished uh, a townhome. So we're already that means we're already halfway through the loan, and then pandemic happened, and all those uh, uh, SBA loans that bank has to process them as first as government demands them to do so they put my project on hold for about two months or so till they finish all the sba loan process Mm. Uh, um, so now we're back about two weeks ago we start uh start wrapping up the loan now so um right now we're back to the, the process again um so right now we're in the bank and uh as far as for the permitting it slowed down also significantly because there was no uh, there was no staff working in the city and everybody was working at home and uh, that slowed down the communication. Now since the economy like reopened, but there's only certain people, certain number of people in the in the city as well. Majority of the city staff are also working from home. Still working from home now, so it, that gives us, a, you know, a, a lot of trouble on communication. We cannot be there meeting person. When we only can do emailing and maybe phone call things like that. There's gonna be a lot of misunderstanding. We just kick. We just got kicked back rejection from um, the city today, where we have to call them tomorrow. So um, we have some problem on the getting permits right now. Yeah, but um, thank God we're, we're wrapping the loan. So hopefully in two, two three weeks that we'll be able to get the loan uh, uh, done. And uh, hopefully in a month or so I can get the permits done. So now we're in the last uh, last stage of the, 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 the project. Before okay. yeah.
0: yeah, I mean, that's a big issue when city inspectors can't come out to sites and uh, issue permits and do the inspection. Um, so are they, are they just, are the inspectors just really backed up? Um, do, are they not coming out at all to do this physical inspection?
1: Uh, no, they're still coming out, but just severe, it, it just not, uh uh, not as, as, as much as before. So there's a, there's still an inspector coming out, but you may have to wait on their terms and it may, it may take a week or two, but now they wake it. They take about three to four weeks to come out. Yeah. But there's still, there's still invest, uh, inspectors coming out to, to inspect. Okay. Just remember everything just delays now. Yeah. If, if
0: you
1: think you can, if you think you can get things done in two weeks, just double that number. <laughs> <laughs> If you're lucky, yeah, uh, yeah.
0: What about on the construction side? Um, are you expecting any delays uh, due to you, uh, you know any worker shortage or material? Uh,
1: yeah, yeah, for sure, we have, have delays. So we have uh, uh, workers that uh, they they just don't want to come to uh, to the site every day. Uh, everybody was uh, concerned about the coronavirus thing. Um, but thank God the you know the construction still we still count as essential jobs. Mm. So it's still going on during the, the stay home order. Uh just uh, there's just delays and not enough for contractors, you know, but now everything seems up, uh picked up.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean Home Depot, thank goodness Home Depot is still open. Um uh. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, but during the pandemic thing, their hours are so short. They they were only open like six hours a day or something.
0: Oh really? No. Yeah. Yeah. So you gotta go there like first in the morning or before they closes. Um,
1: Yeah, they close maybe like six seven o'clock in the morning. I mean, in in evening.
0: Right. Wow.
1: And then I don't know if you have been to Home Depot. They're very. They get very scrutinizing. You 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 can only go in, um, like so many people or. Sometimes they said what you need and the staff pick it up for you, or something like that.
0: Yeah. Are, do they limit you on materials too? Like, do they, you know, how grocery stores, limit you on the number of, you know, our milk or eggs you can buy or meat nowadays? Do, do the Home Depot have that kind of limits too?
1: No, uh, not okay. as I knew. Yeah. Okay.
0: All right. And are you able to drive out to the site? Um, I guess. Yeah. I, thank goodness it's outdoor, so um, you still have some flexibility there. I guess.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I can still drive out the outdoor and check check at different properties and check the land. You know, things like that. That's no problem.
0: Right. Uh I guess traffic's better in terms of getting around. oh yeah
1: traffic was so much better just barely cars on the road
0: <laughs> oh I know it's one of the perverse wishes I have I, I wish the traffic's back uh, to normal you never kind of yeah. wish that when you're doing normal times but now it's like oh, I wish there's a traffic I mean, you know the economy's back but
1: uh, yeah but you see there's a lot more traffic now.
0: Oh, definitely. I mean, now the yeah. X is open gradually. Uh, I think that the governor is trying to get the economy back going. I definitely see more traffic in, you uh, know, on the road now. So, yeah,
1: yeah, for
0: sure. Okay. Um, and, uh, you know, we we're talking earlier, uh, did you, did your company uh, apply for any, I know the government has SBA loans for emergency EIDL and the PPP, the Payroll Protection Program. Um, does small company like yours, uh, have you applied to them or qualified for them? Have you asked about that?
1: Um, yeah, I have asked about that. I, I just haven't applied yet. It's, I've been really busy. Like To be honest, I have new. I have two new projects I'm working on right now on the top of two other new projects. Uh, old project I'm still managing right now, so quite busy actually, not slow down a whole lot.
0: Wow, that's great. Uh, Are they in the same area?
1: Uh, One is in the same area, one is in the medical center, and also I'm working on uh, another large 10 to 27 acres uh, land in Conroe that we're going to build a large mixed-use development there. We're, We're in the middle of negotiating besides this two new, um, two new developments. So we're working on the third big project.
0: Okay, so the one in the medical center and the independent Heights are more residential and the, the yeah. one in Conroe is um, more mixed use?
1: Uh, well, the independent Heights we are closing actually this week. Uh, it's one lot, so we're gonna build one town homes, uh, one town home on it only. And the medical center side, we're building mid-rise apart, a mixed-use mid-rise apartment with retail center at the first floor.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um, with everything going on on the retail side, how has that affected your maybe the end buyers' uh, perspective and underwriting? Uh, have you seen any changes? They come back and push back on the price, or or the bank push back on your Loans or anything like that, based on what's happening on the retail sector.
1: Yeah. So uh, the good question. So right now, the re- the retail that we're trying to build, along with the one hundred thirty-four units apartment, uh, we don't have any problem with that because we have a tenant already, oh. and we have a owner of a restaurant that wants to put another restaurant on, on my site. Mm. Uh, so he will he will be wanting to sign a a, a pre lease agreement with us or LR with us. Um, so that's the reason we're we're gonna add a retail center because he want us to to uh, rent at least that space. And as you know, medical center is a great location right next to downtown. There's a lot of uh, uh, you know. Um, uh, activity going on and he has a, uh, he has a restaurant somewhere close by, um, that's why we're building there. And then, you know, the, the first three, first three is going to be a parking area and the top five stories will be, um, you know, um, uh, apartment units.
0: Okay. Well, that's great. That's great to hear that people are still interested in leasing and opening up new restaurants. Um, uh, Confidence in their business model as well as the future of the Houston economy.
1: Yeah, and also I think that uh, he sees that what we're trying to build and also the restaurants are going to be catering to the tenants once they lease up or or once they start leasing, right? And also in the medical center, there's a lot of offices there, but not enough restaurants, so he also sees that. And he knows that market very well. Like I said, he he owns another restaurant nearby but um, that, that's why he wants to rent that space, so it's good for for both of us um and but from retail, I would think about not a lot of businesses are, are are expanding expending right now because of the uh the oil thing and the the, the coronavirus i I just don't see that retail is, is actually gonna be a great vehicle for people to put money in uh, that's just my opinion,
0: yeah. No, I agree. You know, there's definitely a lot of pain and blood coming down the street. I mean, in the market, uh, you hear about companies like Kohl's and JCPenney and you know, Pier 1 just announced uh they're closing some the stores, so people are definitely worried about, you know, investing yeah. in big box or even, you know, strip malls at this time.
1: Yeah. And, and JCPenney they just filed bankruptcy again, right? I mean, I'm sure there are there are there are a lot of other businesses who probably went out of business as well.
0: Yeah. No. Absolutely. Yeah. I think uh, you know. I think restaurants are probably more resilient as well as some other uh, smaller businesses. That's gonna maybe here a long. gonna come back, and uh, we're we're always gonna need that as well. Um, Is that is that kind of a product you're doing in up in Conroe too? Uh, It's mixed use in terms of uh, residential as well as uh, some uh, uh, restaurants and retail. At least restaurants too.
1: Yes. So. Um, In Conroe, we're not going to do like a main-rise, a high-rise apartment complex because since we have bigger land, and land is generally cheaper than inside the Houston, so we're going to do a large, maybe 400 units, 500 units apartment complex, and then we'll do a retail in the frontage and then storage units and some uh, like office condos, you know, uh, on the side. Um, so that's the idea. That's the kind of mixed uh, mixed use plan for condo project.
0: Okay, that's great. Um, and speaking of the cost, uh, so is your average? So your, your average all in cost is probably like you said because of the land is that a big part of the factory that your overall cost is probably cheaper to develop in Conroe than in somewhere in Houston in, in Medical Center because mm-hmm. that is a land cost. But, uh, but as far as construction costs and things like that, are they pretty similar in two different areas?
1: Uh, I, I wouldn't say too similar. I, I would say, the, like, for example, the medical center project, where we're building costs is about $115 uh, per square foot. Uh, but that, because uh, now I have my own construction company. I don't know last time being I mentioned that, that I have my own construction, uh, but now I own my own crew. So when we build the medical center, I can build down to even $110, but just to be conservative to $115. Mm-hmm. But in Conroe, um, because I don't, I, I'm not sure if, if you're, how familiar you're, you're with Conroe. Conroe is built on hills. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot more grading to do, a lot of more side work to do. And, and also Conroe like if along 105 through 30, loop 36, that's where the the um, uh, the pro, uh, development going on right now. and mm-hmm. so there's a lot of creeks uh, and there's like a, a lot of flood zone area. so those are all costs associ- uh, will be costs associated with the land development cost. So I would say in Conroe will be a little bit more expensive than some part of area in Houston.
0: Yeah, okay. Wow. Yeah, I didn't. I, I didn't know that about the Conroe geographies and things like that. But uh, yeah, all those things you got to take into consideration when you're scoping out a project um, to make sure you have all yeah. your most, uh, accurately estimated.
1: Yeah, it takes a long time to do a due diligence at the Conroe just just for the land due diligence. the yes, Conroe has a lot of uh, like I said, flooding issues, drainage issues. And also utility problem because some of this, the city of Congo doesn't provide water to all of the Congo and they only provide to a certain area. Then if you're out of that certain area you gotta think about private water. Buying private water from private companies or an exit in my district, you wanna you have to think about do they have capacity or you have to have your take your own wheel. So this is all cost associated. So it takes a long time to do some due diligence.
0: Wow. Yeah, that's definitely uh, a different beast compared to, you know, single family or even multi-family investments from uh, just the inf- investor perspective you know, perspective. I mean, when, you, when you're, yeah. you're, you're actively managing a project, there's so many different balls in the air and different things you got to consider. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Absolutely.
0: Sounds like you're very busy.
1: <laughs> yeah, keep me busy. A lot of documents, a lot of people to, talk, to call every day. Yeah. Email.
0: And, and speaking of opportunity, do you, do you do you get more deals now that do people afford you more opportunities now that, you know, um, think some some deals might be uh, distressed or people are not able to come up with the funding? Um, do you get more people asking you about opportunities to, to join venture or, or afford you deals like that?
1: Well, as far as the for construction run-up deals, no. Uh, I see a lot of the wholesale deals for single-family flip, uh, flipping deals, but mm-hmm. for construction, uh, actually, surprisingly, that the, the, the price, the land price is still very high. Mm-hmm. And it, it's even higher than last year. Like for example, in the Heights, that's where the majority of the townhome I'm building right now. And I can buy the same land from $17 to $20 last year. And, and I, I'm about to close another lot. And now they're over. The, I, I bought it very cheaply because I know the realtor and they're eager to sell. That's why I bought it at $57,000 uh, for 3,100 square foot. You do the math. But but average, you know, for the same area. Right now, if you go there to buy it, they will ask about 24 $27 per square foot. So... It's really expensive. the land value keep going up no matter if we're in the pandemic or because oil prices or something. It's, it doesn't it hasn't seen infected the land value yeah it's still going up there. And I have talked to many um, uh, land owners, because I'm, tr- I'm still trying to do my business right still trying to get to take on more project. And they're very firm. Those sellers, they're still very firm on their prices. They will not. They 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 are no. They're not willing to take five percent lower than the market value of their land. Uh, market value on their land. So it's actually tough, tougher to negotiate for some reason.
0: Right now. Yeah. Wow. That's uh. I mean, I guess you know, from a, from, just from a single family perspective, I see you know, Mark market is still very hot right now i don't know if it's due to the lower interest rate or you know people are still very bullish about the economy or whatnot but you know for example katie I and mean, if it's nice property it's if it's on the market for a couple of days it's priced right and it's gone you know it's uh market uh pretty hot right now for uh yeah.
1: surprisingly yes surprisingly that the price of the the, the price of a new construction is it still is it still there, and sometimes even higher. So, I don't see any dropping on prices right now. And I mean, not 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 now. It may take a while. I'm not too sure, but I don't see any any price drop now.
0: Yeah, I think maybe that's a good sign that people are still optimistic that will, the economy will turn around and the government will help uh, uh, turn. You know, whether stimulus or with the, the loans and things like that will kind of help stimulate everybody and push the economy back. So uh, I guess it's a good thing that the, the market is not pushing. And, and, and for the new construction side, that's well, good for your business too, so that people are still leasing and still, you know, uh, have buyers that are very um, interested in your properties.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's a, there's still buyers out there and buy properties. Uh, surprisingly, I talk to a lot of uh, uh, realtors and a lot of friends of mine are realtors and they're still busy during this period of time.
0: Yeah, that's great. Um, do you, uh, I guess, you know, we. I think maybe we covered this before, but um, do you have any investors that buy your properties or do you mo- ma- mainly sell to end users? Do you have any uh, kind of buy and hold?
1: Yeah, I would not say 99.9% um, the buyer uh, will be the homeowner the and, you, and the and buyers for my
0: programs. yeah yeah i guess from uh from a just in terms of you want to buy something that's kind of moving ready and really kind of upgrade where you're kind of building to um the returns are kind of not doesn't make as much sense from a just from a landlord perspective uh, in that area yeah. right
1: absolutely
0: yeah that makes sense um so you know i think i think you are, sounds like you're doing great, and your uh, your business has really uh, picked up. If anything else, uh, what do you see going forward in 2020 uh, for the rest of the year? I know we're almost halfway there. Um, you know, do you see you pick up more projects? You trying to finish these up, the ones you have, and it sounds like you you have your hands full already. Uh, what's your plan for the rest of the year? Uh,
1: yeah, the plan for the rest of the year is I pick. I want to start uh, taking off the. Uh, Conroe project and we have uh, we have some potential property in Conroe. we're trying to um, uh, do some due diligence as well so besides the the one town home and medical center project right now we're trying to take on another at least two or three projects by the end of the year
0: okay wow sounds good um, have you leveraged technology to uh... Help your business during this pandemic? Uh, are you doing things online now? Or do you find yourself talking to whether city or your construction crew? And how do you communicate them? And has that changed uh, over the last couple of months?
1: Yeah, so uh, not a whole lot changed. Uh, you know, everybody is online, Zoom meetings, right? Um, I still use a lot of emailing, phone call, back and forth. Um, you know things like that uh, and uh traditional emailing is always must have so um yeah just online what uh, online web meetings and like what you what we're doing right now um yep. you know
0: sounds good yeah I'm, I'm learning all kinds of tricks on uh whether it's webex and zoom and uh things that i didn't know three or four months back i didn't even you know, how to change your background and (laughs) all the little tricks, tricks and trades. Um, all right. So as we wrap up, um, I really appreciate your time. Uh, any advice, uh, for our, whether single family investors or otherwise, uh, on, you know, um, how to, you know, push forward on the current environment and, you know, going forward,
1: I'm not too, I'm not too, uh, sure of, uh, I'm not in a single family business, but I, I do have a lot of investors. There are, there are a single, single family investors. So I, I my only advice would be if you have money and, and keep liquidity on the side and just watch and wait, I think there's uh, going to be tons of foreclosure, single family coming out. And if you are an alligator, you wait on the sideline and, uh, you know, to, to ready to, you know, screw up some of those houses and renovate it and rent it out. I think that uh, you can be able to um, benefit greatly from that.
0: Yeah, sounds good. And just to to your personal portfolio, do you, do you divest into like the stock market or precious metals or used cars or baseball cards? <laughs> Do you have any, any investing on the side besides real estate?
1: Oh, yeah, sure. I have been investing in a lot of oil company right now. They're going up right now. They're going up today, yeah. and they it went up for the day before yesterday, greatly. Uh, Yeah, so I'm investing a lot of oil. The company is Lumberjays and, and the oil exploration companies. I also invest in uh, UCO, which is the uh, the uh, ET, oil ETFs. And also, I have some money in the um, uh, uranium market. I'm a big fan of uh, 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 natural resources market, like uranium, uh, cobalt. You know, there. I'm a big fan of EV, electric vehicle. I believe that you know that's the future. So I have money. I have a lot of money in that. I'm uh, I'm also putting money on gold right now and some gold, uh, gold ETFs as well. And gold is uh, is doing well, and I think it's going to continue shoot up. So, um, yeah, I'm tr- I mean I'm investing in some other opportunities too.
0: <laughs> wow, yeah, that's a lot of uh, thought for food for thought for our, for our listeners. Um, you know, I guess you know, one of the main concerns people have with uh, the Fed printing all this money is, you know, potential inflation. Or some people say there might be deflation in the future. That you know, because the economy's um, needs that liquidity in the market but like like you said you know commodities are hot, pretty hot right now uh oil prices bouncing back um so there's a lot of uh, areas that people can uh, look into when they're thinking about uh investment yeah
1: just uh take the opportunity i think there's a crisis there's a break opportunities so yeah that's just right take of the opportunity. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um so i have to ask you about ev do you uh Besides Tesla, is there any other company you like in that arena, or do you just do a, like an ETF in general, investing in general for electric vehicles?
1: Um, I don't. I don't physically invest in EV. I invest in batteries, oh. uh, minerals like uranium, mm. cobalt, that's yeah. used by it's used for the battery, right? Yeah. So if you drive an EV car and you need the battery, right? You need lithium, which yeah. is the mineral, right? So I invest in those mineral exploration companies. I don't invest in an in EV car company.
0: Directly. Yeah, no, it that makes sense. Um, last two questions. So what, uh, any shows or movies you recently watched that you recommend doing this, uh, stay at home uh, period.
1: Yeah. Um, that's a question. So when I'm at home, I'm pretty much busy. I'm still during the day, very busy. I barely have time while watching movies and stuff like that. But the last movie I have watched, it was actually a scary movie because I'm a big horror fan. <laughs> so uh, if for the horror fans out there, um, I would, uh, I would uh, recommend Sinister. Sinister is a really creepy movie. And, uh, uh, yeah, that's, that's the last one I watched. Um,
0: yeah, you can count can me out. I'm uh, I'm scared of cat, so <laughs> I stick to the the comedies and the actions. But uh, yeah, definitely, uh, maybe one well, day they say work enough courage to watch a horror movie? But that's a good recommendation, though. I'll keep that in mind.
1: I love but I think horror is much more thrilling.
0: Oh, I can imagine. I'll take your word for it. Um, and what activity do you miss uh, the most? Um, now that you know, maybe we we'll potentially have going out time, chance to go out again.
1: I I really miss social life. I really miss to miss going out there, and network with people like the networking we have we used to have. Um, I really miss going there and to know new people and see what we can do together. I really miss about connections, spending my connections. You know. Yeah. Um, I miss I miss that I miss about dining out, have social life with friends. Right now, we all have to have keep the social distancing, and uh, everybody afraid of uh, hugging uh, uh, and uh, shaking hands. Right, so that's what I miss. Yeah,
0: yeah no, that's perfect. Um, you know, definitely, especially. And I miss
1: my favorite restaurants.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. I was gonna say. I think food, is, food is up there for me, but. uh, I think networking hopefully I mean, we'll, we'll get back to it but i mean that's how you kind of learn and meet people and uh you know learn about different markets and things like that so um you know i'm hoping maybe three or four months down the road we can get back to having uh events and you know conventions and things like that so um yeah,
1: interesting, right? yeah yeah mm-hmm.
0: all right thanks Nath, for so much for your time to join us again so uh good luck with the future and maybe we'll Come back and uh, give us next year. We'll give, get an update from you again.
1: Sure. Well, I would love to. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure to be here.
0: <laughs> All right. Thank you.